the finish of that game and losing that game how we did with the team we had, I remember being more in shock. When Wayne rolled in the door, this club didn't have a lot of belief. There was a lot of people that had gone out of their way to make sure that we knew that we were chokers. We had a little bit of a thing there about the true believers. To all the true believers! If one thing changed that year, it mightn't have been our year. Put two down for Nightingale! It just had that air about it where what we are doing, it wasn't going to be stopped. The Dragons win the grand final! It was just so much relief after waiting 31 years. We've been knocked down and got back up again each time, and now we're here! To all the true believers! Hi, I'm Jason Nightingale, and you are listening to the True Believers Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Premiership winning back rower, Ben Cray. Well, Benny, uh, welcome and thank you for coming in, my friend. Thanks, Jase. It's good to see you um, here to chat about uh, the glory days that we mm. got to share together um, and, and really a bit more of your own perspective and, and what those, those times uh, 10, 11 years ago uh, look like for you so um, time goes quickly mate it's it does years. I it's know and I was, we were just chatting about before feel free to uh, elaborate and exaggerate any of the stories yep because other than true footage stuff that happened behind closed doors no one's really going to know uh, that Chinese whispers it's it, we, I'll, I'll back you if you say it happened I'll, <laughs> sweet and, and mate and you back me <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so starting with uh, sort of the memories of of uh, when it all s- sort of changed, so the, the back end of Brownie, I, I yep. can imagine um, yourself um, spending a lot of time under under Nathan and, and um, yeah, a lot of years, I suppose, uh, the mentoring part. What, what were your memories of, of that and then uh, when that transition did, did come about? Yeah, it was a big change for the club in 2008-2009 when we went from Brownie to Wayne. Uh, Nath, Nath Brown had a lot of impact and influence on my career. Mm. He gave me my debut jumper in 2003 uh, when I was playing on the wing back then and he coached me up until 2008. So he had a lot of, uh, yeah, again, influence, put a lot of time into me. Uh, the, uh, the transition from wing to back row, that was a big part of my yeah. career. I played majority of my career in the back row and he, uh, Nathan and Max Ninnis, who were the coaches at the time, uh, helped me with that transition. So, yeah, he was a big part of my career. So it was a, a bit of a shock, a bit yeah. of a... A lot of unknowns when Brownie was going, um, and but somewhat excitement as well, knowing that Wayne was coming to the club. Uh, we'd only I had a little bit to do with Wayne in Kangaroo Tour in 2005, so I knew what he was like. Yeah. Uh, he was quite an influential man. He was quite a imposing person, a, a funny guy as well behind the scenes. Yeah. So I had a little bit of insight into him, but that was only a five-week tour. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of. It took the edge off a little bit, I suppose, yeah. but at the same time, the feeling around the group and the squad yeah. was, hey, we've got one of the best coaches in the world coming to coach our club, yeah. and there was a level of excitement and anxiousness as well about about Wayne's arrival. Yeah, I think you, you obviously did the, the wrong transition from the wing to back row, <laughs> and, and Wayne and, and Brownie, same same myself, taught, taught a lot of things, gave mm. me my debut jersey. Mm. Um, yeah, shame you you transitioned the wrong way and um, had to had to get a couple of demotions into the middle, eventually. <laughs> that's uh, right. Where it ended up. But, yeah, um, yeah. Ben, ben, bench front row in the yeah. end. That's, that's oh, where. mate, that's the dream. I've been there. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> the graveyard. Yeah. Oh, that is. That's, that's the, no disrespect to any uh, no, bench front rollers going bench around. Front but rollers, if, it's, if, yeah, but if you start on the wing in all the glory and then you end up you're going in and you end yeah. up in the front row, you, that's yeah, that's when I retired yeah. anyway. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, I, I, so that that's that insight in 2005, I had a similar thing. What were your memories of, of that, the imposing? Um, were you on tour away? Was that an overseas tour? Or yeah, it just, was, yeah. And, and it came as a big surprise as well. I was only 20, yeah, it's actually 20 years old. I was mm-hmm. two years into my first grade career. I was still a pup, still a baby. Uh, it was probably my first real proper year playing back row. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing right edge back row for the Dragons at the time. Lance Thompson was the other back rower. The previous year, 2004, I was playing off the bench back row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was still in that transition type period, yeah. still learning, uh, but loving that change, loving that transition to the back row. So 2005 for me was a big learning year. It was a big year with the games we played, how far we got into the finals. And then it just came as a shock. Uh, I didn't expect to be on any, any yeah. kangaroos tours. And I was lucky in a sense. There was a few injuries. Nathan Highmarsh got ruled out with an injury and couldn't yeah. go on tour. And I got a call one day from our, our footy manager at the time saying, I've made, you've made the Kangaroos team. And I yeah. couldn't believe it. I was like, you bullshit. You're, yeah. you're bullshitting me here. This yeah. is, you you're G me up. Yeah. Someone, you got me on speaker and the yeah. boys are listening in the background. But Rollsy's Rolls is there on the other right. end of the phone. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so, yeah, there, it was a uh, yeah, big shock. And, and there was a few guys who went on tour that year. Jason Rolls was uh, was one who, who went away. Uh, Gaz as well. Gaz, so, right, so there was a couple of guys who um, I was familiar with and knew yeah. pretty well which was a little bit of comfort for me being a young guy oh, going yeah. overseas I can imagine yeah, touring with Gaz and, and Rosie that wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world uh, no it for, was alright for, for social yeah, yeah that's social right purposes. that's right um, yeah so Wayne coming and I suppose did you talking about that did you have what what did what were your thoughts around when he was coming and, and, and what that meant for you personally did you have any almost coming into the peak of your career around that time and um, did you set yourself any any goals um, around the way that you would you would I suppose embrace um, Wayne the mentor and the squad that we had? Yeah, looking back on my time 2007-2008, and I suppose personally and football wise, performance wise, I probably. You know, I always had that goal to play more rep footy, and I didn't do that during that period of time. I made, yeah. made that kangaroo tour in 2005. You know, following that. You know, natural progression for a lot of players is you want to make origin, you want to play origin, and I, and, I, and I didn't do that. I didn't get that goal, didn't reach that goal. I played country origin a few times, which was great, but I never was able to make that next step. So that was always hanging over me, sitting on the shoulder going, come on, you can be better than this. Mm. And I suppose the, the transition from Brownie to Wayne knowing the best you know one of the best coaches that ever coached the games coming to the club I was hoping that you know keeping an open mind that hopefully Wayne, Wayne will bring the best out of me mm-hmm. and hopefully Wayne might um, tell me a few home truths hopefully Wayne might show me give me a few other pointers in my game whether it's attack or defence to take my game to another level so I can play that rep footy that I've always dreamed to, 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 to play so that mm-hmm. was kind of my, my hope and uh, at, that th- at that time knowing that Wayne was coming to the club yeah, was there was there any home truths? Was there because you, you were, you know, spoiler alert, went on to debut for the what New South Wales in two thousand nine? But were there any home truths or anything in particular that you thought, oh, that is an aspect of my game I need to rise to? Um, yeah, together? yeah, yeah. I, I remember one of my first meetings with Wayne when he came to the club, and he pretty much said, "You you're a better better player than what you're showing at the moment, and there's more in you. Hmm. There's more in you right now. You can." You can show your teammates and yourself more, and that was a big wake-up call. That was a you know probably something that um, coaches have probably told me, but mm. and maybe I took for granted. But coming from Wayne, coming from an outsider, coming from someone who, again, Wayne, the status that he he has, and knowing that he's going to be head coach for us was hey yeah there's there, there's more to do there's yeah. uh, 
you know, I've, I've got to find something else to take my game to the next level. What did that look like for you? Because I can never remember a time where you didn't give 100% at training. I think it was the challenge of Wayne coming. Mm. I think it was the challenge of Wayne with the staff he brought with him and the the different training methods, the different um, approach to training that that whole Wayne, Jeremy Hickman's, the mm. performance staff brought with them, uh, a new way to train in the gym, a new way to train and do fitness on the fields. That was a challenge. That was out of my comfort zone. Yeah. That was, wow, I, I've never trained like this before. Yeah. I, I, there's another level I can go to because this is where I need to be. That's kind of, that's kind of where it got to okay. me. Okay, so giving you the, the, probably the tools to, yep. to attack something a bit harder 100%. And, and, and rise and, yeah, yep. and, and innovate, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think the simplicity of the game plan, the simplicity of our defence – I think that gave me confidence. Yeah. It, w- it wasn't confusing anymore. It wasn't as complicated anymore. Yeah. It was a different way to approach the game. We got through that that uh, flying colours 2009. What, what do you remember about the lead into the finals that year? We were dominant. I suppose round 26, top of the table. But there were a few signs the back end of the year that this team's tied. Mm. When I look back, this team is, yeah, we've had a great season, but there's a few signs here that things aren't going quite to plan or mm. quite how we'd want it to. And there was those losses from, I think, around 20 to 26 mm. that uh, a few in there. there was a few losses there that probably put a bit of a dent in the confidence. Yep. Uh, also, on top of that, there was a lot of players who played Origin for the first time, myself yep. included, Mick Wayman, a few other guys, uh, not only playing New South Wales, but Queensland as well. And uh, I think first Origin series for a lot of us possibly could have been a factor in our performances at the back end of the year and and unfortunately getting knocked out in straight sets in the finals was was heartbreaking that is the end of the semi-final won by brisbane the heartbreak we felt after losing that game uh against the broncos was it's not too many other feelings like that uh, as uh, looking back as a player like uh, knowing how much work we'd put in how much effort how much Oh, we'd come together as a team off the back of multiple years of disappointment during the 2000s to get to that point and to go out straight sets was disappointing. Mm. The chokers tag was still there. Mm. We lost again. We lost again yeah, in straight right, sets. The, the chokers back. tag came out. The Dragons can't win final matches. They can't perform that level. So there was a lot, again, multiple things coming yeah. into play that was driving us in 2010. Mm. And I think that really helped drive our season and get us to the back end of the season yeah. in a better position than we were in 2009. Yeah, so we built into 2010 and, and it was alerted to me by a couple of different sources, mainly uh, Benny Hornby, Crackers as we call him, yeah. about putting you in the position to lead the best, most effective decoys in the NRL for 2010. What a stat. What a stat. And that was <laughs> that was the point um, Benny Hornby was giving on it was, what is that stat? I mm. made you by passing out the back. But now... <laughs> Uh, we'll no, pass the ball to me, Ben yeah, Honestly, so, then I won't be the most effective. I know, yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's he'd, be the, he'd be the ineffective uh, lead runner. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Crash ball, yeah. line layer. So it's no secret that um, our left edge was dominant, powerful, and the same play, the lead run, Darius out the back, short along. Yep. Can you talk to us? I know you don't, and back row, I know you don't like credit. I know you didn't get much credit as back rowers, but what... What goes into creating that out-the-ball plaque, the second-man play, um, as a back rower, um, such an, under, like I said, underappreciated position? What, what, what is the science behind a good, effective decoy? Mm, the science behind it? Well, it's not super complicated, but it gets complicated when 
the lead runner needs to be effective to hold up the three defender to ensure there's space out the back for your full back to go three on two with your centre and your winger. And to make sure that lead's effective, you've got to be going at full speed. Mm. And you've got to be going at full speed, but at the same time, making sure you're an option for the seven to pass you the ball at the same time. Mm. So, again, that one was a lot of practice. That one's repetitive stuff, and you would have, you were playing on the right edge at the time. It was left on right. It was training week in, week out. And it's not super complicated. It's not heaps of science. It's just that, that repetitive training, mm. that trust in uh, that Benny had in me to make sure that I'll that I would have been on side if he did pass me the mm. ball at any, at any moment and that, you know, I was just ensuring that I was running the right line mm. every time mm. to hold up that three defender. It gives the guys opportunity yeah. at the back to, to play that three on two because it's hard for the three defender to scramble once he's sucked into that to that lead runner. Mm. So it's just about leading hard, leading fast and ensuring you're on side to catch a ball if it's coming. As it comes away, and it's come out brilliantly to Brett Morris. Look at him stretch out. Rivette's gone. Morris for the line. He's over. Brett Morris scores. What do you remember about that play? How did we? How did you know uh, that your role was on and what we're about to do? Uh, a lot of the time it was coming off the far scrum line, mm-hmm. outside post. There might have been a longer shift to to the uh, for a wedge. It was called a wedge at the time. Mm-hmm. and also, Or other times it came off the near post. Mm. So we'd, um, you might have had a... Four split. Yeah, four split, and, you, and you'd take them on then. So, yeah. again, different parts of the field you put on at different times. Now it's from Hornby across the line. Here's Boyd slicing through. Cooper one side, Morris the other side. Morris gets number two. They come at it with the same play. And that allows easy passageway for Darius Boyd to slice through. After talking about all your leads, and I know you do want me to talk about you, you did score a try that year and, and won. <laughs> One try, thanks, mate. Nah, yeah. many tries. <laughs> anyway, probably about as much as your wing, yeah. wingers yeah, that weren't right. Brett Morris. Yeah. Um, a specific game, I remember, because I scored a try in it as well, um, the second time we played the Roosters, which was at the SCG. It was a special try for a number of reasons, and it's a, it's one that yeah, Dragons fans chat about with me and one they remember because it was the 2010 season. We won the the grand final at the Roosters, but also that game and, and scoring that try. More specifically about the game, I wouldn't say it was a turning point in the season for us because we didn't need a turning point to, to get us into gear, but I think it was a moment in our season where we knew we could go all the way. Mm. Well, I, I did anyway. We, mm. we, we might not have spoken about it uh, in the sheds because we wanted to in, keep things under wraps, but I felt as though winning that game how we did at the SCG, the, uh, the environment that we're in, the... Yeah, that, the, the game it was, the atmosphere, all of that, and winning the game against a quality Roosters team, I think it gave us a, a shot of confidence that we, th- back of our mind, we thought, hey, we can do this this year. And that's how well I felt mm. anyway. I thought it was a, a really important game for us. Uh, and the try, yeah, it came off the just just before half uh, the the halfway line. Uh, Benny hit me with a short ball, went through the went through the line, and uh, had Anthony Minicillo in front of me. I don't think he was ready for me, and uh, I just ran around him and ended up scoring under the post. So yeah, yeah it's a pretty special moment for me. Again, it was a big game. It was yeah. getting late into the season. There were still question marks about us as a team, yeah. whether we whether we could do it, whether we could beat the, the the quality teams, whether we could you know go all the way this year. Ben Gray has scored, and he signals to that backdrop of red and white supporters on the terraces in front of the Trumper stand. I suppose the thing that I think of when I think of the SCG and those sort of games, and I specifically remember that one, is is it feels like 
a place where big occasions mm. happen. Mm. This history mm. of whether you're raising the bat and scoring 100 or mm. thinking of the premierships that, that um, our forefathers um, were able to achieve yeah. with, with St. George. And, um, yeah, I think it's that, that stage that you're able to emulate. Yeah. And, um, yeah, going into more, more of your highlights as requested by Sir Ben Cray. <laughs> um, so that, that – uh, yeah, I, I had those same feelings about that game. I mean, it was a close game. We only won by seven points mm. um, and, and did send us on the way. And Dino and Benny Hornby have spoken a little bit about this, the way that we treated that that end, because yep. uh, we didn't have such a great end of the 2009. Um, going into those last few games, focusing in a finals-type yep. mentality, and I think that was probably given to us in that game and other games. And, and certainly around 26... Of that year, um, more more Benny Hornby making mistakes and hitting leads. Yeah, um, you ended up scoring a hat trick. Was what were your memories of that? And was that it wouldn't have been your only hat trick. You have a few hat tricks. No, at the time. I, yeah, I, I think it was my only, only hat trick. Since the Rabbitohs, I'm pretty sure at uh, Cogra. Yeah, yeah. From, from memory. So I was I was in, in uh, yeah last year of the year. So I was pretty special. It was, it was the day we got the the. Um, JJ Gilton. JJ Gilton and Shield, so it was a big occasion. Um, and, you, and you're right, again, something we learned from 2009 was let's not wait to the finals to prepare for finals games. Mm-hmm. If we're in a position getting late into the season where we know we're going to play finals footy, which we were lucky enough to be in 2010, let's prepare early. Let's start getting a, a, a finals-type mindset. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, It might be only two or three or four weeks. That's four weeks out of our out of our, our season. That's four weeks out of our career where we can really focus on preparing in a finals type mentality mm. and that def- again an- another element n- another learning from 2009 we brought in and I think definitely helped us catapult us into that 2010 final series uh, the yeah the hat trick yeah just lucky I suppose oh, <laughs> oh, oh, here oh, we oh, go yeah. well, you forced me to ask the question yeah, and you yeah. say it's luck coming out the back Cray it's a hat trick three from three for Ben Cray and it might be the knockout blow. We had confidence heading to the, the back end of that season. Mm. We had confidence heading to the finals. Uh, it wasn't arrogance. Mm. It wasn't arrogant confidence. We were we played well all season, but we kept... Uh, I don't think we're ever an arrogant side. Mm. I think we're just uh, a confident side. And, yeah, it was good being dominant. It was good scoring points. It was good defending the way we did. I think we got our confidence from how we defended and, and how we defended in that, that back end of the year. We were good. We were working for each other. We were just you know competing 100% for everything yeah. you know just grinding out in defense and 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 trying really hard and it showed in the in the first finals match as well i thought we um, defended defended well we attacked well we scored plenty of tries and and that gave us a week off there was a few question marks about having the week off mm. there was always that stigma attached to you win for round 1 but you, you lose match fitness. You, you lose that that momentum heading into the finals. But I think it's uh, I think for us as a team, I think it, I think it helped us. I think mm. it challenged us. We trained, trained on the weekend yep. and, and did some stuff. Yep. days straight away. And, yeah, it was good. Had to prepare. And then, did you have a preference on playing the Raiders or the Tigers? It didn't bother me really. And again, not arrogant, but didn't yeah. bother me who we played. Like yeah. we'd come that far. It was just like whoever we're going to come up against. Yeah, yeah let's, we had. Yeah, we. I, th- I think we obviously were sort of mid- midway through our uh, little Raiders hoodoo back then and yeah. you, you weren't looking at that with well we kind of had a Raiders and Tigers hoodoo if you look yeah. back on it yeah. like t- Tigers kept getting us in the final series Raiders we could never beat them at, at home or mm. they'd come to Win Stadium Wollongong and we'd, they'd beat us there yeah. so it was kind of a it didn't really matter yeah. in the end. It and was it, about us. That's that. right. Yeah. It was it was about us, and yeah. it wasn't um, if we were bringing that type of hoodoo mentality into the yeah. game. It was gonna yeah we weren't gonna get the result we wanted. 
The siren has sounded. Canberra are out. And the Tigers go to meet the Dragons in a week's time. What were your memories on, on preparations for that 2010 um, finals game and the fact that we did go to the eastern suburbs to hang out? Yeah, uh, nerve. I remember being nervous. I remember feeling like I've been here before and things haven't gone to plan. I remember feeling... Uh, but also confident, I remember, and also feeling driven by the disappointment of those those times where I, where I've been here before. Mm. It hasn't worked out. What have I learned from that, and what can I do better this time? Well, mm. I, I don't want to feel that hurt again. I don't mm. want to feel that disappointment again. I don't want to feel, you know, that yeah. heart crushing feeling yeah. that we felt the year before and also in previous seasons. So, mm. uh, yeah, again, that was there in the back of your mind. Push it to the back, and uh, you know, try and freshen up. Try and. You know, remember what we've achieved during the season. Remember what works for us in attack and defence. Remember to keep that simplicity. Remember to keep that uh, that when you cross the white line, that 100% effort, yeah. um, and just get back to that focus heading to that, that that finals match. Yeah. So you talk about the heartache of of the year earlier, carrying that baggage, mm. um, the chokers tag re- rearing its head again. Mm. But um, you were, I suppose, young back in 2005 when yeah. we were playing that same opposition that same game did you feel any of that pressure what were your memories of that game from five years earlier that that either helped or didn't help yeah the yeah we had a lot of good battles over the years against the Tigers uh, the 2005 finals match yeah to we lost um, to the week before the grand final so that was heartbreaking being pretty star-studded lineup, and, and yeah, they did. That yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. Benji, Benji Marshall. No, got, yourself. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team sorry, that, sorry. That was probably part of the expectation. Definitely, of that. definitely. Yeah, uh, 2005. Uh, remember back to that season. Given the team we had, and looking back over the whole season, we lost our first four games. Mm. We were, I think, I think we we're sitting 14th on the ladder. Ended up getting around 20, 26, being second or equal, equal first, just mm. behind. I think it was Para, just from memory. Yeah. Uh, I think so. anyway, but yeah, we ended up being second on the on, on the ladder, uh, heading into the final series with a fair bit of confidence. Um, and unfortunately, that the Tigers game came around playing at the SFS, another big occasion, another uh, one of my favourite stadiums to play at, yeah. playing in front of forty thousand uh, against a quality Tigers team who seemed to have had our the wood on us for for a number of seasons before that and, and following that game. And I remember being. At the back, at the finish of that game and losing that game, how we did with the team we had, I remember being more in shock than anything else. I remember being a young twenty-year-old going, "What's happened?" Yeah. Uh, but, and I remember being uh, hurt and disappointed by the loss. But I don't think I appreciated how big of an occasion that was and how uh, how important that game was in your whole career. At the time, mm. being being the twenty year old I, I was, yeah, the um, age, the youth of it. That's yeah. right. I, I, I didn't understand the significance of it. I thought, hey, we've made the finals this year. Look at the star yeah. of the team. I mean, this is going to happen every year. Two years earlier, you were selling ice creams at Wollongong. That's the old story goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, so I, I, I probably took it for granted a little bit, and 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 the, the the hurt was there, but not as much as the hurt I felt in two thousand nine. Mm. Not till when I was a bit older. Not until I knew the sacrifices had to be made as a, as a rugby league player. Not until I knew what the disappointments how hard it was to make and play in those games that 
Yeah, it drove me. Yeah, it was in the back of my mind, that disappointment for 2005, but uh, I think I didn't understand disappointment. I didn't understand hurt until that 2009 game, and that's really what motivated me and drove me mm. in that in that 2010 season. Yeah. Also, heading into that Tigers game, um, you know, before the GF. Yeah, and, and game comes around, um, memories of it. It wasn't fully to plan. Um, no. You personally... Um, how did you feel out there and, and that first half and, and what are your recollections of... Yeah, I, I remember us playing... A ner- it was a grinding game of footy. I remember us being a nervous footy team. I remember us not executing yeah. as well as we had done in, in week one of the finals. I remember it was a scrappy game. It was a close game in the end. We only just got there. My one memory is back into the game, uh, Keith Galloway came down a short side at me and I missed a tackle. And you remember that moment I'm talking about yeah, where you, you, you're... Uh, that moment in the game where you could cost your team, that was that moment for me where I'm like, holy shit, I've just missed a tackle in the 78th, like, I'm pretty sure it was the 79th the, minute, 79th minute yeah. where they're going on a short side. I think someone put a kick through, Darius picked the ball up, found the ground, end of the game, we made, we're playing the grand final. But it's that moment where something else happens in that moment and someone doesn't scramble, yeah. uh, which we're lucky that we... We had that. Built we, 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 we built that into yeah. us, you know. Um, that if someone makes a mistake, someone's going to be there, or someone misses the tackle, someone's going to be there to clean up your mess. Um, so we're lucky we had that mentality because mm. it could have ended differently. But it's funny how I dwell on a, a mistake you make, but that's kind of uh, yeah, my 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 one memory. But I remember the end of the game being over the moon that yeah. we'd finally. The chokers tag was there. Um, I know we still hadn't got rid of that chokers tag. We still had GF to play, but that chokers tag from being able to win a major semi like that was mm-hmm. gone now. That could be put to bed. Um, I knew, I still knew we had a, a big week ahead of us coming into a grand final, but it was a sense of relief a little bit after that game, knowing You've gone that, that one step. That's right. We f- f- yeah. finally, finally reached a goal. Hey, grand finals, a good goal. We want to win the grand final, but it was nice to finally get the, the monkey off our back a little bit when it came to that type of occasion, that type of big match that we hadn't managed to do in, in, in the past. Getting that monkey off our back and getting to the, the big dance, Yep. what do you remember about the the post-game from the recovery and what was your week like in your mind in, in preparation for the grand final? Yeah, I think we I think we pulled up pretty well after that, that Tigers game. I think we recovered well. I remember... Um, just trying our best to keep a, a lid on the excitement factor in, in the team. We were, majority of us were playing our, our first grand final, but there were a few players uh, and the coach who had been in multiple grand finals as well. We had Darius who had been with Broncos with the with uh, the sorry been in grand finals with the Broncos. You also had Jeremy Smith who had been in grand finals with the Storm. So we had a couple of guys there and the coach. Sorry, more importantly, mm-hmm. we had the coach who had. Uh, been with the Broncos in multiple grand finals so I think they gave us a bit of confidence too heading into grand final week um, and knowing uh, that we had guys who had prepped before for grand finals who had been successful with grand finals before and they I think were a a bit of a driving force in ensuring that yeah be excited about this grand final week but hey the work's only just started now we've got a lot to do and let's uh, focus on getting through day by day with the events that are going to come come to come along again I, I felt nervous I felt like there was baggage there still from previous years the the chokers 2005 2000 the year before 
I, I, I just felt fresher in in the in the grand final week, and I think the team did too. I think we, we we trained well. We did the grand final breakfast. We did all the events that were asked of us, which was great. Which don't is touch a, the trophy. Don't touch the trophy. Don't yeah, touch the trophy. I don't think anyone touched the trophy. No, no one that, touched the trophy. That was that was important. That was the other trophy. Yeah, yeah don't that's touch right. It. Um, but yeah, I just felt I just remember feeling fresh and feeling good, and it was great being able to get another session at Cogger before we um, we played in the grand final. So it was yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an exciting week. Mm. It was, and then uh, we get there, and uh, little premise uh, running out, running out on grand final day. Did uh, I know you're a guy that cries every other day? Mm. Um, what what did that do to your to your yeah, insides? No, it, it was it wasn't so much uh, emotions of yeah tears of joy or anything like that. I was yeah. just super pumped to be there. Mm. You know, hair up, hair standing up on the back of your neck on your mm. arms type type moment where you're running out in front of eighty thousand people. Looking back, majority of the crowd was red and white. If you remember, it was remember just that, it was yeah. full of red and white, and uh, yeah, it was yeah special moment that one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. again, significance of your age, your time in the game, knowing this might never happen again. So all those things come into play when yeah. you when, when you're playing in a big match like that. Now it's from Young to Hall. Craig lost it. What did you feel? Obviously, when no one likes to make errors, but yeah. um, we made them in that first half. Yeah, it was again. We started off in that first half a little bit like the Tigers. First half, I thought we were a little bit of a nervous footy team, and ch- chuck maybe a nervous footy team with the occasion, and also chuck a little bit of uh, rain and slippery ball mm. into that mix as well. And yeah. That's no excuse for dropping balls, yeah. but you throw a combination of a lot of things there all together, and yeah, again. I made a few errors, put my hand up for that. I think it was one close to the try line, another one, uh, yeah, around around halfway. And again, like I've mentioned, big games, big moments. You don't want to be the person to let the team down, nah. and that hangs over you. And and you want to make up for those mistakes. And and yeah, first half, I remember just being scrappy, mm. but but never doubting, uh, never doubting our team, never doubting the. Our structures, our, never doubting our defence or our attack, and never, never questioning that we couldn't do it. Mm. I thought we, um, yeah, I knew. Thinking back on the first half, thinking back, walking off at half time, thinking, hey, we're playing at probably 60 percent right now of mm. what we what we potentially can play at. Um, we hold the ball, we start completing some sets, we start putting some pressure on the Roosters. I thought we could, um, yeah, play a lot better and. I think again, experience in the second year after 2009, we went to the sheds, you know, talked about what was going wrong, and came out in the second half and, and played a lot better brand of footy than we did in the first half. Yeah, do you remember much about that that break? And, and did you have a mental break? Did you talk to yourself? Do you remember what Wayne said um, about that reset before we went out in the second half? Yeah, I, I remember uh, at half time going into the little room off the main room in A and Z under the, under the stadium mm. there, and I remember us all sitting in there. It was pretty quiet. It was pretty quiet. We were down by two points at half time. We weren't playing great footy. And I remember Wayne coming in not saying too much. Like I remember him saying, similar to what I just said then, it was like, You boy you guys are better than this. Like you're you're a better footy team. You hold the ball, you start building some pressure, you'll win the game. Like mm. and again, simplicity, yeah. not making it complicated. He didn't come in and rant and rave. And a coach doing that at half time in a grand final, being able to come in and give a half time speech that he didn't come up and blow up at us. Mm. He could have. He didn't come in and start berating players about dropping the ball like yourself or me. He came in and gave a simple message, a consistent message to give in the whole the last two years. That just shows his belief in us and his confidence in us. And I think that 
just that belief and confidence by not actually telling us telling us anything directly like that, but mm. just by not saying so much, just was like, yeah, hey, we are we're, we are a better team yeah. than this, you know. And I think that's kind of again another little element that helped us mm. go into that second half and play a lot of uh, better brand of footy yeah, than we did. I, I, Pretty sure he said word for word. He said, yeah. I, all I remember is his last words being, you will win this. Yep. I'm yep. like, you do this, you do that, mm. you will win this. Yeah. As simple as that. All right, mm. cool, we'll go out. And then, yeah, second half starts and, and we go back to what, what I suppose Wayne and Dino and every coach you've ever had talks about as, at our club is Dragons footy. Yep. Um, yeah, what's, what was your energy? What was your feeling like when, when the time did start to turn? Tide start, did start to turn? Yeah, personally, I felt under a little bit more pressure in the second half, coming off my first half performance, dropping those couple of balls. Yeah, that's, again, putting more pressure on myself and the team. Uh, and I had a choice at that moment to either go into my shell and not get involved or put my hand up and start taking more carries again and doing my job for the team. And... It was a big moment, big time, and yeah, I, I had to. I had to go in there and get a carry, and I just kept trying to get as many carries as I could. Mm-hmm. My second half was error-free for me. Uh, the sun came out, the rain stopped, probably helped as well. Learned from my mistakes in the first half, and I think, yeah, after a couple of carries, holding the ball. Yeah, quick play the ball. Quick, so, yeah, just yeah, doing some, yeah, some, some small things. Yeah. Um, that helped me personally, but I think as a team, you know, completing our sets, yeah. Uh, defending well in our units, um, putting pressure on, yeah, kicking long, chasing hard, those simple simple key things that we did well that we won games doing, we did that in the second half yeah. and it showed, you know, yeah. with, with 10 to go, we're up, to, up by, uh, you know, if, I think 16 to 20 points, yeah. I think. And there's not, many, there's not many times in games where you get to enjoy your last 10 minutes and I always to this day feel lucky that for those last 10 minutes of the game, yeah, there was still pressure on. Yeah, the Roosters still could have won. But I remember after one of the one of the boys, I think it was Dino or Fiendsy, scored a try. And I remember going back and standing just on the 40-metre line on the other side of halfway, just standing there going, we've got this. And there was still 10 minutes to go. Yeah. And again, not arrogance, not cocky, but just knowing that we were playing a good brand of footy. We were back to, you know, grinding out, our attack, we were back to def- you know not letting each other down in defence, and I knew we kept doing that. For, if we did that for ten minutes, we'd win the game. And it was, I think, I'm sure if I was feeling that, a lot of other guys in the field at the yeah. same time would have been like, pressure's off a little bit. Yeah. Let's 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 keep playing hard. A little bit more energy in the legs yeah. then in that last ten minutes, knowing that if we got through this, we're going to win a grand final. So yeah. it was a pretty special time knowing you're that close to finally achieving such a massive goal, objective in your life to win a grand final. Not only for yourself, your family. Mm-hmm. Your friends you played uh, played alongside or with over the years, um, your teammates, the club as a whole, the expectation as a, as a as a Dragons club as well, and the fans. It was a yeah really special moment, mm. and uh, yeah we definitely didn't take that for granted. It was definitely uh, we put a lot of hard work into to getting to that point. That wasn't wasn't easy getting there, and that's I think uh, because it was so hard to get there. I think we really we knew that it meant so much to us, mm. and it really yeah. It was a special time. Yeah, and uh, so party time, we, we did it. Um, you are one of the privileged uh, song singers of the oh, Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, touch on that. I can only ever, ever remember you singing the song and uh, yeah, yeah, going, going, uh, doing a great job at it. This big, big, tall, <laughs> awkward, gangly-looking <laughs> yeah. thing who used to beat Thanks, out mate. the team song. Thanks. Yeah, um, but it used to pump us all up. Uh, yeah. How did that happen? How did they come across and and uh, yeah, what did that? What did that? Being having that privilege or or 
if you if you call it that, it definitely is a privilege. Yeah. Um, yeah, to be able to beat uh, that yeah, team Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It definitely was a privilege uh, for a lot of my career to be able to sing, sing the team song. I probably didn't appreciate that as much when I first got given the given the job. Uh, it, it came off the back of Lance Thompson, uh, great guy. Yeah, wonderful player. He's a, he's a really great mentor to me uh, as an established back rower in the club, and also me coming coming into that role early in my career. Um, Tomo used to sing the song when I first started. Tomo was the song singer. And uh, Tomo left the club and went to Cronulla and Rolsey, the senior players in the club, decided that, hey, we'd give it to the, the red-headed winger, uh, young back rower there to sing the song for us. So that's how I kind yeah, of so got it. started out them um, trying to bully you. 100%. Yeah. It was definitely a, a bully tactic. It definitely wasn't me going, yeah, guys, I'll sing the song. I'm more than happy to do it because uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a pretty big job to have at a club to be singing the song at the end of the game because it's important to, sh- you know, um, yeah. Put, put your all into it but over the years I really cherished that role yeah, I, I, I only I, I, remember you embracing it yeah no like, yeah because wins are special times for footy teams yeah. they they like looking back in 2009-2010 we would dominate most of our seasons we had a lot of wins and we had a lot of good times but you look at other times over, over my career especially <laughs> there weren't seasons always like that so yeah. it was important to enjoy those yeah. wins and you know immediately after the game was always probably the where you got the most joy yeah. from, from, from winning a game like that. So it was important that, you know, when I sung the song, it was with, you know, passion and ensured that we yeah, really and, enjoyed the moment. And those that do know you probably know that's not strictly in your DNA and in your thing to be the, the out there, bring, like, centre of attention. You hate that. Yeah, <laughs> to be right. able to yeah. embrace that just shows you, like, oh, this is my job. But, yeah, you re- the, I, yeah some of my fondest memories are, are yeah. seeing, seeing you belted out, knowing what kind of humble person you are <laughs> and to be able to just jump out and this is for the boys um, I suppose a testament to the, to the player you were and, and why it was so enjoyable to play with you yeah it was awesome being able to sing the song not only on the field after the game when we're getting their photos with the yeah. with the trophy uh, in the sheds after the game as yeah. well uh, at Oakey Jubilee Stadium on the yeah. stage got to sing the song at Winning back entertainment in your home, centre. Back in your home By that time, I'd lost all my voice. <laughs> the, vo- right. the voice was gone. I was oh. I was done and dusted. I had yeah. I, uh, I sounded like um, David Barnhill by yeah. the end of it. Like, like, I, 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 yeah, I, I couldn't talk Darren at Lockyer, all. David yeah. Barnhill combination, was, uh, belting uh, it out in your hometown of Wollongong. Yeah, that's there. right. I, I was battling by the end of it, but yeah, it was again, you know, awesome to be able to sing that song in that in those type of moments because it was always a, a pretty um, special occasion after a win or especially after the grand final. Ten years has gone super fast for for me, especially you know, you know finishing my career, having children, transitioning out of the game. I'm sure it's the same for you as well. And uh, to be able to look, uh, have a chat about today, to look back fondly on the the things we went through, and then to be able to, I suppose, uh, at some point this year, celebrate what we what we achieved back then will be uh, yeah, will be special, mate. So it's a little bit emotional for me now thinking about it because it was again a, a special time for all of us, and I know, I know how much. It meant to all of us and still does today, so it'd be it'd be great to catch up with everyone. Nice. Thanks for thanks for your time, Benny. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Gips. Thanks, mate. On the next episode of the True Believers Podcast, I'm sitting down with my mate, two-time premiership winner, Jeremy Smith. That's the difference. Like, that's probably one of the, the better clubs that I've played at fan wise. The first year I was there, we went up to Brisbane and there's fifty thousand and what like, probably forty of them were Red V members, you know what I mean? And they just come out of the you know, woodworks and even in the grand final, I remember running out just looking up going, oh, I can't believe how much red and white there is in the crowd.